Hello, I'm Jason Solomons and welcome to Meet the Producer, the podcast that puts the art, craft and business of producing in the spotlight as I talk to film and TV producers about their work and careers to learn how they approach the many facets of their job so that you and I can better go about ours. This is the second season of Meet the Producer, again brought to you with the support of the Production Guild of Great Britain and sponsored this time by Production Service Network, PSN. Production Service Network facilitate physical production and access to incentives worldwide. The network taps producers into local production knowledge and expertise spanning more than 100 countries to determine where to best achieve the creative vision of film and HETV projects on budget. Visit productionservicenetwork.com. This second season of Meet the Producer puts the focus on awards season, as many of my guests will be in the race for nominations, for Guild Awards and sometimes for the most prestigious prizes the industry has to offer. So we'll be finding out what effect that can have and how to react when and if it happens. In the first season of Meet the Producer, I was a new producer myself. But since then, and partly due to the advice I received making that series, My projects have advanced considerably, and my knowledge and confidence in the role is growing. Awards may be some way off now for the moment, but after a career covering them as a critic and presenter on the red carpets and in news studios, they're the destination I'm aiming for as a filmmaker from the start. Why not? So let's get going and meet the producer. My guest on this episode is producer Yvonne Ibazabo, whose latest production is Sundance hit Rye Lane, a bright, breezy and black British romance set in South London starring Vivian Apara and David Johnson and directed with real style by Rain Allen Miller. So what did you do now? You've escaped the clutches of the colonel? Like with your post-KFC life? Oh, I'm an accountant. Boring! Okay. No free popcorn chicken, but still, that's like a proper job. <laughs> yeah, it's not particularly glamorous. No. I actually kind of love it. So is that what you've always wanted to do? Or have you got yourself some thwarted ambition burning away in your gut? You know, you're very... Peng? Refreshingly disarming. You ask a lot of questions. I'm interested in people's messes. What makes you think I've got a mess? Everyone has a mess. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um... You know, I, I think I did always want to be an accountant. Is that, is that weird? Don't ask me. I wanted to be Prince when I was little. Specifically, Purple Rain Prince. Yeah? Yeah. I made myself a little costume and everything. A former book publisher and BBC TV staffer, Yvonne's credits include the film adaptation of Half of a Yellow Sun, starring Chiwetel Ejiofor, as well as TV successes including Top Boy, Idris Elba's Gorilla, and four-part drama National Treasure, starring the late Robbie Coltrane as a famous comedian accused of sex crimes. When I caught up with Yvonne ahead of Rylane's UK cinema release on March the 17th, 2023, she'd just returned from her first Sundance. So, of course, I began by asking her what that experience was like for a producer with a film that had set the festival buzzing. It was really, really exciting. It was my first time ever. So, um, you know, it was quite an interesting 
what's the word I'm looking for, intro. But it was really nice. It's a really nice festival, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um... Well, it is if you've got a film that everyone likes. Yeah, I know. It does help, doesn't it? <laughs> Yvonne Ibezabo, I loved Rye Lane. Did you like Oh, I'm yes. glad you saw it. When did, when did you watch it? I watched it like the week before Sundance, before everyone went off. I managed to hop into a screening before everyone. But I can't believe it's coming out so soon. I mean, it's I like all that was all done. You've got it all all, all in and it's all re- being released. But I mean, it's it's lovely. I just thought it was lovely. I loved it. Oh, bless. Thank you. Is that the idea? Was that was was that a fall? Is that what you're? I mean, the with? idea was to get, make something beautiful and lovely that everybody would love and watch and heartwarming. You know, I mean, that was the idea, and I think the writers and Rain and the actors, they, you know, everybody achieved that. Did you get involved in the casting? Did you get involved in the budget and scheduling? You were like this. Um, is what's from happen. the from that from that point, it was it was November, so I was involved with the with the I had a line producer on board, so we were involved with getting the budget together, but we were also involved in the casting sessions. We had Carmel Cochran, who was a casting director, so we're doing that last, the beginning of initial casting, which is trying to find the two leads and that you know working through possible males, possible females, and then we did the chemistry reads to try and work out who who the right who the right combo would That's be. That's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, no offense to either of your two leads, but I hadn't seen them before. I hadn't heard. I I, I would sort of suggest that they're un- unknowns. Is that fair? I think the idea was to do something. It wasn't going out to find new leads, but I think it was just about finding the best the best two who who were electric on screen. And I think the having you know Carmel going through the normal routes of looking for new new talent new newish talent I mean David is on industry so he wasn't brand new but he'd done he'd done something already those industry people are just blowing up aren't they with Marisa yeah. Abel playing Amy uh, Amy Winehouse and the Amy uh, absolutely that's, that's, that's absolutely. a new place I keep I, I saw the first uh you know, you see the season. first first season of a of a show, and I saw industry, and I thought oh, that's really interesting, and and then you start sort of seeing some movies, and they keep these people keep coming up, and you go, I don't know where I've seen that before, and yeah. You, and you know, it's out of the hot TV show when, like, a few years yeah. ago, everyone who was I never watched Downton Abbey, but I kept watching movies, and people said, I said, well, here's that guy from, and they go, oh, well, he's such and such in Downton. And I was going, well, yeah. I, I never seen him before, uh, and yeah. you know, the industry is obviously doing that, but yes, he's in that, and he's charming in uh, he's charming yeah. in Rye Lane, you know, for immediately. Yeah. He is charming. I mean, it's just such a lovely, such a lo- lovely odd, the odd couple again. You know, like you know, the, the the combination of his character who kind of like doesn't like breaking the rules, and you've got somebody like, you know, Yaz who is all about breaking the rules. And I think putting them together for a day in London, in South London, and as they, you know, it's great. It was a great, it's Viv- a great. Vivian premise, Opara, right? Yeah, name. Vivian that. Opara, yes. Mm. And she's got some other. I think she's on a. There's another show she's in. I know she just did a big series that hasn't come out yet. So I think she's got a TV show that's due to land quite soon. Well, she was great, I thought. Oh, bless. And the styling was great. And, uh, you know, just the, just seeing how in tune with its environment it was. You know what I mean? It didn't make... It was like, I'm gonna we're going to shoot in Brixton and Beckham. We're going to shoot. We're going to even call it, you know, as a response to like Notting Hill. We're going to call it Rye Lane because it's going to be a real place. And it it really got into the locations, you know. It's shot yeah. in the, in the markets. It's shot in yeah, the shops yeah. and the houses. Uh, how, it was all locations. Yeah. How was all that? Location. How was that for you? Getting you know, getting get wrangling all that, sorting all that out. We, we we started scouting quite early on. We had a really good location manager on board, and um, Pete, and um, you know, it was 
we shot during the pandemic, so everything was shut. Ah. So we we um we based ourselves out of um, an office block in uh, in on Rye Lane, so we're kind of based there, the Copeland Copeland, and they have offices and there's a gallery there. So the gallery there that we used is the Copeland Gallery, and then really we were like just walking. It was great. I mean, when we we're based in Peckham, we used to just walk from the office, and all our locations were within a walking distance. The streets. The, the restaurants down the road, the, you know, I mean, the shopping centre, the market, everything was there, you know. So I think we got to know Peckham as much as they got to know us. And we were part of the community, I would say, really. Yeah, so, well, the film, yeah. the, the, the Peckham is a character in the, in yeah. the movie, definitely, yeah. with the park and everything, you know. Yeah, just, absolutely. It uh, was, it was, yeah. and that I was, mean, these are all places that I think Rain, Rain, because Rain had grown up and had lived around there and gone to a lot of these places. Like I remember the the North the the one of the shops that we go to that they go he goes into is a place that she used to go to and get spices quite a lot in. So she wanted to like feature that. Um I feel I think the um yeah she knows about the park. You know, this is like an area that she's quite used to as well. So we're like revisiting yeah, we were revisiting houses or or I would say shops that she'd kind of grown up to with her granny and she'd grown up there going to these places that was quite that's really nice it's really sweet how obviously uh rain is uh black or mixed heritage i think and uh, your, your leads were black and many of the cast were were black uh you were black was this one of the the um, the most black populated sets that you'd worked on in terms of the creative in terms of the writing in terms of the story really i've done i've done loads and loads of things i have done quite a lot of other shows i did i worked on top boy i've worked on gorilla i've done a couple of shows in africa i did like you know queen of catway done you know what i mean so i, I i've kind of done lots of shows that i would say are you know diverse you know and I, which i feel is where we're at now really aren't yeah. we we are in a place where there there is a there's a there's a will by everybody to make the sets and the stories a lot more inclusive. So this happened to have these two lead characters, but we had like a diverse set and a diverse, you know, other actors there who were not of color, I guess. So yeah, I think this is the way of the, this is this is the this is the this is the 20s. This is it. This is how it should be. It should it's have good, been like right? It's good. Long, I, it's, yeah. it, it, it's thank thank God, <laughs> thank the yeah, Lord, or thank, or thank all the work that people have done for that. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, there's the been a lot of work done to that. I think Screen Skills does a great job in that as well, in terms of training people up and, you know, not all the schemes work, but I think just getting people through the door and, you know, making sure that, you know, everybody gets a chance to work in this industry. It's quite, you know, it's not easy to get into and it's not easy to sustain a career in it if you're not getting paid. So how would you, um, now, now you have to step up and represent Yvonne, A, because you're on Meet the Producer, but also... Because you know you you mentioned all the 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 the, the great uh, kind of black British things that you worked on, like Top Boy and uh, the brilliant Gorilla um, uh, with uh, was Idris it was that Idris's production. Idris was in the Idris was in the it was like written and directed or created and directed by John Ridley and yeah John Ridley wrote it yeah. and he was one of the directors on it and then also um, Idris was in it as well as a few other you know Nathaniel Matello White Babu Sissi who's you know, there's all these actors as well. Yeah. So again, and, and the lovely, lovely um, Denise as well, who's just an amazing, she, I think she's now in Star Wars. Wow. So yeah, there are a lot of... A uh, lot of things coming from that. 
you know uh, that that generation and that i suppose you need to so so i think it's so important that we that, that there is that diversity in that that uh that kind of it doesn't get lost and that it keeps nurturing keeps you know keeps growing uh oh. and isn't doesn't become a moment that gets shoved aside so you know it's kind of kind of your job now is to is to kind of bring those people on what, what do you say to how do you said how would you say to people to start then in the business uh, well, let, let's ask you how you started I, I started so funny because I started in, um, I started science, chemistry, zoology in Nigeria at university. Um, I'd always wanted to be in media. And I think when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a journalist because that's all I knew. Mm. And my dad was having none of that. I had to be a doctor. Yes, so I proper Nigerian dad. <laughs> in Nigeria, yeah. So I did that. and um, But I think I always kind of had this, you know, burning ambition to get back into it. So when I came back to the UK, I started off working in um, publishing for a while. I worked in like nonfiction books, children's books as an assistant editor. And I worked with that for a while. And then I happened one day to meet some people who were doing a low budget, no money guerrilla film. And they were looking for somebody to come and help out. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And that's how I st got started, actually. And did you, that was the, like, oh, I love this. I love the, the Yeah, I the did that. And I just absolutely adored it. I, I got on as a coordinator and they're doing, I think it was the third part of this. They shot three, they shot it three times. And this is the last final part of shooting. And I met them, they were doing like a fundraising thing. And then I went into them to meet them in the office. And they were like, yeah, you know, they're looking for a coordinator. I'm like, yeah. And um, it's easy, they were saying to me, it's all easy, it's very easy. Like, you know, <laughs> you just book things up and make things, sort things out. And I'm like, okay. And like, it's all about the knowledge they were saying to me. I'm like, okay, cool. So I thought they meant I just had to know everything. And I remember starting and writing everything down, trying to get my knowledge until I saw the book called The Knowledge. And they meant that all the, <laughs> everything I needed was in the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but that's better because um, you made your own knowledge. You know, I, I did mean? my own knowledge. But I absolutely adored it. And I remember there was two of us coordinating and um, I was supposed to do the day shift and somebody else was doing the night shift when they were doing night shoots. And I just loved it so much. I'd do the day shift and I'd go on set to spend an hour and like five hours later, they'd be like, Yvonne, you have to go home. Like you're in in the morning. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I really, I got the bug there. I loved the, I loved the whole atmosphere. I loved being on set. I loved being in the office. And that's kind of how I got started. So it was one of these, low budget no money we didn't have screen skills in those yeah. days did it get so, made uh, did it, get it did get made it did get made it was in film welcome to the terror Dome, that she did like yonks and yonks ago it was like her graduation film and it did get made yeah and, and it came out do you think you carry those lessons that enthusiasm that willingness to learn and write your own rules and get it all down and be on set. Did you do you still have that exactly the same enthusiasm? I still I still really really enjoy it I love I love putting it all together. I love seeing it come from, you know, it's on the page and it's, you know, it's, it's a vision. There's a director's vision and the finances vision and, and getting from is there on the page to there it is on the screen. It's just such a, it's just a, amazing. It's really brilliant. It's a really, really wonderful thing to feel that achievement with you and, and the team and everybody doing that together. And they're all pulling together as well. You know, when, the crew are loving the show that they're doing. You know when they're putting their 150% into it. You know when they're enjoying the outcome. So yeah, it is. It is. It's amazing. I think it, yeah, to go from script to screen, 
that's it's just it's brilliant i love it and what do you think your role in this one in particular you said damien jones was the sort of the, the impetus behind it and then you had the script and you had rain Allen Miller. but what what was your you know in, in that journey of script to screen what 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 what's what's there of you in this what was your input can you is there something that you you know you're particularly proud of of bringing into life or or advising on and and, and seeing on screen when you saw the premiere at Sundance um I think it was like more of a team effort because there was well, there were a few of us involved in the casting there were a few of us involved in working through the you know obviously going through the edits and the scripts and all that kind of stuff so it was really really team I think Rain had a very very strong vision mm. what she kind of wanted with the show coming from advertising and music videos there's such and, the, um, the brightness of the colors yeah, the clothes absolutely. the costumes are great I love the pink absolutely. and the lilac shoes I love those so yeah so it was really about just being there to facilitate really and and you know make sure that yeah the vision we could we could uphold the vision getting the right team members on there mm. a lot of the people who were there were people she'd collaborated with before who were kind of new to you know new to the nar- long form narrative and stuff but it was just yeah it was just i mean just the great the great thing just seeing someone's vision seeing rain's vision come to life and then seeing everybody fall in love with it we, the way that we did i mean that's that's what yeah that's what we're there for to 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 help cajole or help bring it out or help put it forward really. yours is quite interesting because often a british film goes to sundance and you know it gets uh you know picked up by by, by someone you know that's where they get it gets discovered but yours was already you know already scheduled for release march 17 here in the uk through searchlight that those, that, that deal was done already that's kind of unusual uh, i suppose it's testament to the the faith they had in it or they or the the, the, the sort of trust and they had in the script or 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 the vision before it was even made I don't know what the journey it, is there. Yeah, I think it's testament to the faith that they had in in in, in the writers and, and the director and what she, you know, the pitch that she made to the financiers to say, come on board. Um, BBC Films were developing it with Rain and Damien anyway, so BBC Films are already on board and Eva's really always great at, you know, nourishing new new talent Eva Yates gets a lot of props. She gets a lot yeah. of thanks from her. She does. I show. mean, she had, there were three, there were three, there were three BBC Films Three shows in there, weren't there, at Sundance this year? That they'd um, so yeah. So I feel I feel with a script that was obviously a script that was innovative, different. You know, it, like you said, it is a it's it's a walk and talk through London. But what Rain brought to it was the the snazzy and the additional surreal elements and the you know being in one place at the same time and finding different ways of telling that story yes. that one day a day in the life of these two two people so there's a bit I of think, a, yeah. there's a bit of a like a, there's a rewind you know what i mean there's a it's yeah. almost like a bit of a dj set that she's thrown at us and there's a bit yeah. of a mashup and you know there's a bit like yeah. okay i'm going to tell the story but i'm going to populate the cinema with you know, you know 150 150 doms <laughs> yeah exactly and they're all there and that's really bright and visual and yet it's not yeah. like Oh, I don't understand what's going on. It's totally yeah, fun. Absolutely. And then there's some great music choices. Look, any film that's got like uh, Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory as a, <laughs> as a main plot point to me yeah. is going to be a winner. It's my favorite album of all time. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. That's really interesting. No, no, I mean, you know, so I feel like it was really, really nice to have Searchlight on board so early. So it was nice to know, you know, going in to making it that, that you know, we had the support of um, support that meant that it would come out as opposed to, you know, that was great. So we just wanted to like go there and 
all go, do our best and leave the rest. So yeah, and it's great having them as well on board. I mean, Sundance was great to get into. I mean, it's been having really, really great reviews and having that support from them in terms of publicizing the film and getting it out there to the different audiences. I mean, what, that's, what's, that's your, what's your great. job? Like, uh, uh, what, what did you do at Sundance? You go along for the ride and you're like, yeah, but you must be, there must be a professional kind of bit of you involved there at Sundance, right? I'm going to go and, you know, maybe I'm going to go negotiate some deals or I'm going to go and speak to people. What's what's your job in between this very interesting premiere bit at Sundance and this release now here in uh, in mid-March? What's my job as, as Yvonne or what's my job as a Rye Lane producer? What's your job as a Rye Lane producer? I think my job is just to be there and be a support to my, my team. I mean, a lot of the times especially film wise most of the most of the marketing is done by the director and the, and the cast so mm. i'm just there as a person to lean on if i need to be lent on but i think <laughs> we've got such a huge we've got searchlight who are i mean yeah who are great at this and have been doing this forever and ever and amen so i feel like we're in great hands in terms of publicizing the film and marketing the film so i'm just there as a if they want to wheel me out whenever they can wheel me out I got you um, myself, so I'd like to just like. To I know, that. I know, you got me yourself, so yeah. But you're doing a producer one, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, because I'm interested in you know, and so when you said as a producer of Ray Lane, then the alternative question was, what's your job as Yvonne? What, what what's your job as Yvonne? What do you bring to that? You know, anyone could sort of do you so to say, but there's there, you know, I'm speaking to you now, and I can see there's a sort of spark of individualism there, and uh, and you bring something much more than just like turning up with a you know with a schedule. You've got you know, a lot of love for this project and a lot of uh, vision for it yourself. I do what I did in this one. What I do with Yvonne is I, you know, I'm, I I work on, on shows that I feel passionate about. And I think most of the things I've been involved in have been shows I, I really like. I connect with the script and, and I think, oh God, these are great. And um, so I love working on that. And then at the same time, developing a couple of shows on my own, like working on films and on TV series. So I'm trying to do both now, work on shows. And when you and, say developing, you're working with the script writers, you're working with- Yeah, them. working with some writers, writer-directors, writers. Yeah, mostly writers and writer-directors at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a couple of shows to, to I'm developing two feature films at the moment. And, um, and then, co-producing and working with a couple of other companies on a couple so of you like those you, series. You've, got, you've got those on the go do you know what i mean like yeah that. yeah i mean development takes forever so i've got those on the go and it's really nice doing those tv and film at the same time and then being able to go off and continue to make shows as well which is you know you don't want to so that's quite nice. I'm let, doing both. Yeah. Let me ask you an interesting question for for where I am. You know, you've got one that's sort of moving. You've got one that's out and everyone's going to love, Rye Lane. That's great. And then you said you're developing a couple of movies, feature films. But how, how do you, which one needs more attention than another? How do you, how do you sort of keep one going along while, and then maybe you're going to get another job and people are going to parachute yeah. you and say, Yvonne, sort this out because you're the one that can sort this out. And how do you keep developing the other things? I think I think the way where I've I've tried to do it is I've tried to work with the script editors on them so that I'm actually there's just not me on my own. It's like it's always nice to have partnership. I think so. Working with like both of the films I'm working on at the moment, I work with really good script editors with them with the writers so that we're all in we're all part of the team. But if I get whisked away and can't spend all day looking at a script but I will can I can feedback my notes and at least there's somebody else who can do that so that's what I've been doing like 
working with script editors and possibly on the television front, working with other companies so that you're, you know, it's that whole collaboration, isn't it? The teamwork. Yeah, I think I I think it is. Uh, but, yeah, but I I find the juggling sometimes like oh I've got to go and read this script today and I've got to get my head in one story and and, and, and another yeah. story. Uh, and 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 you can lend you know there's certain things obviously you're going to give notes on that you yeah. you, know, you prefer about a script uh, and you, and you, you know that's what I can get made and I can get that done and I can see that you know see see that happening. I mean you you always hope that they're also in different places like ones you hope that one's that first draft before you start doing the other one so that you're so that you're your the amount of concentration you need not that it changes but at least if you're on the second draft or third draft you're you're over that you kind of know you you've worked out what the story might be or you all know what you're trying to make and then it's a fine tuning that so ideally it would be nice to have them all at different stages mm. um you can't always make that work but you know and you know you just clear your desk and clear your deck and like concentrate and do a deep dive into the script notes and getting them done. Did you get involved in the music in in Ryan Lane? As I mentioned, there was Low End Theory, uh, which is a great album to have. The low end, the but low there were some great, was... great tunes in there, as well as yeah. uh, some original work, right? Some original school yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Low End Theory was always always there. That was part of the script. It was scripted. That 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 was there all the way through, and all the stuff that we did, you know, while we we're shooting, like you know the the salt and pepper track and and um terence trent darby terence trent darby yeah that was that was that was all of that was that was all part of the shoot while we were shooting that was all that all had to be cleared up front as well for us to actually shoot on it and yeah. everything so yeah we did and all of john, that and then john holt track as well which is key yeah oh yeah and the guy the guy doing the karaoke karaoke guy oh yes yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah. but then you had you had blue lab beats who was yeah again again it was it was actually thinking about we had them on on screen because they came the supposedly the the um they were the band playing yeah the gallery and they also played at both galleries and stuff so we had them there that was really lovely i mean we had a really great music supervisor and we just found those moments we wanted music playing and we and rain kind of wanted them to be in vision rather than just a you know like a music so we did that so yeah so we did a lot of the on camera stuff there and then obviously at the in post then Quez came on board and worked hard with them, Rain and Victoria, the editor. Yeah. It's amazing how that team, you know, you know, with you with the, the steps that you have to get the casting and then get the right and then get then at the last minute get the, the music in and then it becomes yeah. a character as well and then they work with the editor. Uh and they you know there must be stretches when I'm talking about the, the various bits of development, there are stretches where you make a big step forward with something and then it goes a bit quiet for a bit. And then you, because you have to wait for another draft to come back maybe before you can uh, advance. Uh, I'm finding that that's what's really interesting. You're like, okay, I want to do something today, but actually I can't because I'm waiting for some pages. You have or... to wait. Yeah, I think you do. I think you just, but then I think, you, you know, like you said, you've got, if you're doing, if you're doing more than one show, then while, while you're waiting for the new draft to come back, which could be anything between, yeah, two to two weeks to like two months. Um, then you then you've got other things to do. I guess it's just yeah. That's the great thing about being able to you know developing is great. Working on shows is great, and just being able to do. I think doing both is um, for me. It's it's great because then you're you're there before you know you're there a bit earlier on. And you can see how things. You're 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 part of the development, and then you come on board, or another show you might come on board a bit later. And so Ray Lane. Um there's going to be a premiere here in the UK. Who do you think is going to 
see it? Have you had to, I mean, you've probably been into pitch meetings for it and we had to convince people, you know, what, what's the, what's the, I'm interested in what the demographic and what the audience in the UK might be for it. You know, we mentioned the Buffy dramas and people could say, well, they're for black audiences in the 90s in America. But then they, you know, people always get surprised how much they, they actually spread yeah. out and became, you know, you know, they, they went bigger than the black audience. I mean, I think this is like a universal story about two people, two people from, you know, two opposites who meet, you know, in, you know, who have this meeting and um, find out they have a lot more in common than, uh, than they initially thought. So I would say that, you know, for me, I think this is, People who love rom-coms, people who love indie, the indie film market. I would say, you know, 16 to 35s, you know, like, I would say, yeah, I would say it's a universal story for anybody who likes watching two people get together on screen and make, and in a very, very unusual way, in a witty way, in a loud and audacious way. And I, th- I think London fans, you know, there's some great London. And London as well. I mean, you know, everyone's, South seen, London. everyone's seen some, you know, London rom-coms before, but, you know, they haven't really seen, normally it's like a bus going across Westminster Bridge by the Houses of Parliament. No, no one's really seen, you know. Nobody's, Peckham... seen, no, nobody's seen Love love in South London. No. Love the South London way. Exactly. It's a different way. It's, it's a different, different kind of love. I think so too. <laughs> I think that's really fresh and, and with salt and pepper, as you say, shoot could dupe on it. So, Listen, I think it was, uh, you know, really good work from everyone, uh, including oh, yourself, yeah. obviously, Yvonne Vazebu. No, it was really good work. We had like a really, really cracking team of, of HODs and everybody everybody who was on that show put in 150%. There was such love for the show from everybody. And um, I think you can see that on the screen. It's like, you know, like you said, costumes, makeup, design, DP. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a great, 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 great team. Mm. It had the feeling um, to me of like a team that got together and was like, wow, they're letting us do this. Wow, we better, we better enjoy this and we better show what we've got. We better, you know, show 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 us at our best, you know, all our skills at once. And it all came, yeah. it feels like it all came together, representing South London too. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we were like left to, you know, not left to own devices, but we were shooting in during the pandemic. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> we're actually filming we actually shoot yeah because we, we we finished shooting on the last day april actually and that was when um the bat you know the pandemic they lifted the the the, you know, the the whole thing about you can't do any it wasn't it wasn't over but they lifted that ban so you're able to meet and mingle and do a lot more than we were because when we were we we're all wearing our masks and running around and you know we're like oh we're we're making a movie wow <laughs> During the pandemic, we're, we're all supposed to be at home. We weren't allowed to get, leave home. So I think we're all really even more excited to be filming and out of our houses and being able to do stuff. And I guess when, when, when you know, when it was the final shot and you could say that and that's a wrap, you could actually say, and may, now we could even maybe hug. I don't know, maybe you're allowed. Maybe I know. Can, we, can sure. we take our mask off? It's yeah. the last day. Yeah, exactly. Can we actually hug? Yeah, I know. No, it's great. I'm really happy you liked it, though. I'm glad that you got to see it. Mm, thank you. I, well, I really did enjoy it. Do you know what? I liked it so much that I'm going to see it again. Um, wow. Yeah. You're going to see it in the cinema? Yeah, I saw it in the cinema. That's fine. I, I'm a big screen person. I, I, but okay. I think it's one of those movies that you want uh yeah like a, a cinema audience to go and see a saturday yeah. night friday night audience yeah. with the popcorn that talking over it that are enjoying it and shouting at the screen you know i think it, yeah. it's a film that can take that it's got that boldness in in color and yeah. sound and visuals that it can take yeah, people yeah. and it, you know what it's got scenes in a cinema i love a film that's got scenes in a cinema <laughs> it's, it's saying this is cinema 
this is cinema. No, that yeah, I mean, watching it with the audience in Sundowns was amazing, actually, because they were laughing at all the right bits and they loved it. And there was like a, you know, yeah, at the end, they were like really enthusiastic. So it was really nice being in the room with lots of people. You're absolutely right. Like watching it in a big cinema with lots of people. It's it's a it's a people it's a people film it's a crowd yeah. it's a crowd film. That's something and it's interesting. You make it in COVID and during COVID we forgot about those. We all sat sat on our sat on our sofas and got streamed at. You know, yeah. Actually, it's yeah. quite it's quite. You actually then make a film that people want to go and go and go to yeah. and like kind of gather. And I'm so pleased that the Sundance audience got it as well because it feels. Yeah quite specific to me you know on on yeah. a sort of on, on a british tip but I, I obviously that that humor and all well, the references uh, because it's so specific travels even better i always find that yeah. that works i think so I, they did get it they all loved it and there, i only went with one screening we went to the first screening and it was really pleasant and warm and laughs in the room and we we're all like you know you were laughing because they were laughing because you were very excited and happy that they're getting the jokes and stuff <laughs> so yeah it was um it was great. It was really good. That's your first experience for you. Well, it was your first Sundance, but Sundance. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, you my on first Sundance, time. But for a movie that you'd worked on and kind of got there, kind of the you know, a unique experience. Yeah, I never really gone to Sundance. Yeah, I haven't been to Sundance before. I haven't been to Tribeca a while, while back when I did something called Shoot the Messenger, and it went to um, Tribeca. So I went to that. That was quite fun. That was yonks ago though. And then not other, because I, I kind of do film and television, so it all depends. So just this one, yeah. Did you say you did Queen of Catway the, with... Um, yeah, I worked on Queen of Catway the a Mira, while Mira, Mira Naya one. Mira Naya yeah. one. I worked on... I recently did a, a documentary called The Story of Bones, and that went to Tribeca, actually. Mm. That was a documentary. Wow, you can, um, do, you can do all docs and features yeah. and a big... I think I just like storytelling, and I think features, docs film you know it's like as long as it's a great story as long as it's something that i connect with then yeah because of that connection yvonne Ibizewa. so thank you listen it's been great talking to you great catching up about uh rylane it's so fresh as well you know i feel like we're talking about a film where the the paint is almost still wet you know it's still know. like you know and it's so, so such bright paint too <laughs> so yeah uh, it opens opens march march 17, 17 i've got written down yeah. here in the uk yeah. but, you know, people may be listening to this after that but you know it, it, it's got a life afterwards as well it's still... it has got a life. It's, it's out for a while and then it yeah I'm sure, yeah. It's it's open then. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to venture that it's a little London classic that you've made there. Ooh, that's yeah. nice to hear. Yeah, oh. I think it'll go down in you know as a as a landmark one. You know, a little not nice. like, a, like a monument, but a landmark, like a moment. And, okay. In, in British okay. Cinema. And I'm 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 thrilled you could talk to us about it, Yvonne. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, good. It's good to meet a producer like you. Yvonne Bezable. Oh, that's really, really nice. That is that is so sweet. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and, yeah, and chat about Rye Lane. Yeah, well, let um, us know what you're up to next, all those things that are development that are going to come. We, you know, we, you know, and, and, and anything you do now is going to have this little uh, little imprint of Rye Lane on it and uh, a oh. little, little bit of Yvonne <laughs> touch. So that's all going to oh. be... Because yeah, you know you obviously chosen the people you want to work with. I like that you stick to the scripts that you want to work on. Um, you know, because everyone needs a job and they, they, you'll take stuff. But now you're in a position to kind of say, well, you know, this story speaks to me. I'm going to invest such of my enthusiasm and knowledge on it that it's got to be something that speaks to you. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I. Yeah, there's a good to be able to. It would be nice to be able to do that and just yeah, have the scripts that speak to me. So yeah, absolutely. 
Right. Where can, where can they, if, if anyone has a script that speaks to you, Yvonne, where can they? How can they get it your way? Your way. I'm on. I, I'm on the. I'm on, I'm in the Professor Google section, isn't it? They can just Google me. They'll <laughs> yeah. find me. If they want to find me, they'll find me. Exactly. They will. All the best stories will. Yvonne, nice to speak to you. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think you heard there what we learned from Yvonne Ibazabo about keeping uh, on her projects, working with the, the projects that really appeal to her uh, and keeping a certain dignity about them. Again, very calm, her approach, which I think is the key thing, clearly, uh, to the producer aspect of things, really breaking it down, really being uh, calm. What can we do? How can we do it? What's the best way to approach it? Uh, and I like that about her. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. Packed full of tips and ideas for any producer. Thanks for listening to Meet the Producer from the Production Guild of Great Britain and sponsored by PSN Production Service Network. To find out more about them and the key resources they can provide for producers, go to productionguild.com and productionservicenetwork.com. And for more about me, it's jasonsolomons.com. <laughs>